This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. Woo! James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. Chill. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. Wow. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend I'll let Welcome to One Nation Radio, and now here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd, and thank you for listening. Welcome to the November 2nd edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, what more do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Ty- Tyrese on, on Instagram uh, tripping again. We will get, actually get to that in a moment. But first, I want to introduce our guest uh, joining us today from socialsuplex.com, our boy, our fellow member of the BWB. You may hear it in the intro, Jeremy Donovan. Jeremy, what's up, man? Not much, my guy. Thanks for having me back. Always, man. Um, yeah, so back to this Tyrese and Rock. Um, <laughs> we didn't even, I didn't even anticipate on uh, talking about this today, but uh, James reminded me. Um, Tyrese has decided to pick a war with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Not up there with, uh, that. that's about as bad a decision as, as it was to fight Ving Rhames and Baby Boy. Uh, or, or to have you like, know, hold on, hold on. To be fair, uh, Jody did not like square off with uh, with Ming Rames, correct? His name was in a in that, the, all right, the movie. all right. He decided, he, snuck, he, he, look, he decided to disrespect that, that man. man. He, he snuck that man, yes. He tried to disrespect that man, and, and as he found out, disrespect will not be tolerated from Ving Rames. <laughs> And also, <laughs> disrespect will not be to- tolerated by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and also. James, this man was crying on Instagram. Can you please tell these people what's going on with this man? Okay, so I was talking to somebody about this earlier today. And it would appear, you know, you have to throw out allegedly, and it would appear that if you you were to follow, you know, the Tyrese and Rock thing over the last, what, month or so? Was that a month ago? Yeah, Yeah. it's been about a month. Yeah. yeah, about a month when he started having fallen out over the Rock, uh, taking that uh, that spinoff from uh, that Hobbs spinoff for uh, Fast and Furious, uh, that like you total all up where like Tyrese is especially mad at the Rock about him taking the spinoff because that will move the production for the next uh, Fast and Furious uh, uh, sequel to it'll push the production back a year. Right. So. You're like, okay, that's weird that he's that upset. I don't hear anybody. I don't hear like Vin Diesel up super upset seeing that Vin Diesel's actually and Paul Walker were the two stars of the thing, and then Rock showed up, and then you know more sales, uh, more ticket sales. But uh, you know, you hear that, and you're like, okay, that's odd. Like, you know, obviously, like I mean, people like Tyrese, but like people love The Rock, right? So it's like, you know, uh, don't, don't go to war like, no, you know, money, right? And no, and no, Right, no one's gonna be upset about seeing more Fast and the Furious movies at this point, right? Like, 
we might we might get to thirty of these things before it's all said and done. Before the, rock, <laughs> like, before the time Rock and um and, and Vin Diesel um can't can't get over with uh with uh with uh supplements, if you will. So, um, I believe see, Tyrese like, yeah, was odd. accusing uh Rock of of, of being uh, chemically enhanced as well. I mean, most people don't have their best bodies at, in their forties, but you know that's it's yeah whatever yeah. They, you know, especially with Rock was saying that he was used to he was once a pro athlete. You know, you would think, you know, when he was when he was younger, you know, yeah, you would think in your twenties you you was you, you would look closer like you look more like Adrian Peterson than when you're forty, and you know have no hair, but whatever. Side point. Uh, so move forward, and you start seeing Tyrese saying stuff, you know, actually making accusations about uh about the Rock being on PEDs or and whatever else. And then uh, I think like a, a couple days ago or something like that or sometime this week earlier, he, he mentioned that like if The Rock shows up for the for the next uh, Fast and Furious uh, sequel, uh, I am just not going to sign off on it. I want nothing to do with it. So uh, next thing you know, you look up and you hear about Tyrese hasn't seen his daughter in two months. And you're like, damn, that's that sucks. And then yesterday was that yesterday or today? I can't remember already. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, yes. Yesterday, you know, internet happens fast, boy. Tell you. Fast. Uh, he comes out, and he does his video, and he, he's just crying, and he's like, I just want my baby. I just want my baby. And it's, it is, for me, like, because I'm, a, I guess because I'm an asshole, or I guess we're all assholes. <laughs> At one end, like, literally in, like, a minute 15, minute 20 uh, video, I go from the range of, what is this? To damn, I feel bad for this dude. To oh my god, I feel bad for this dude. But this is hilarious. And like, if I was <laughs> and if I was there, I would like I would be dying because like I, you can't laugh in that man's face when he's like putting his heart out like that. But I ain't in front of his face, so I'm over here screaming. So he says, so he's over here and he says, I just want my baby. Uh, is this, you know, like, is this illegal? What I do, you know, I'm not doing anything illegal. Is, wait, is recording this video, is this, is this, uh, illegal or am I protected by the first, uh, amendment? Um, and he says it kind of funny. Um, so then he's, so then he continues on, he's like, you know, I, I want to see my baby, but, you know, it's something, the courtroom, it has to be handled in the courtroom and, you know, I'm, they got me out here paying thirteen thousand dollars a month. What more do you want from me? Jeremy, did you happen to catch this? Yes, yes, I did, and I saw that also the, the end clip too that you guys put in the BWB group with uh, Ryan Sutton. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, I, yeah, I've been following this whole Rock and Tyrese thing and that. You know, as a fan of the Fast and Furious series, personally, I think The Rock, you know, has been a great addition, kind of brought new life to that franchise. Look, and, look at the ticket sale. Look at the ticket right. Like, look at the box office when he showed up. Like, there were the first, what, the first four movies? The first four movies, and then there's when he shows up, and then all of a sudden it becomes, like, a summer blockbuster that can gross a billion dollars. Right. So if I'm Tyrese, I'd be happy that The Rock's adding more story to this franchise and open up possibilities of him being involved in a spinoff and keeping these movies going like you joke, like going to Fast 30. So, 
mean, if I was him, I'd be happy that you know there's more interest into the the franchise and the, and the story. So, but man, we I don't get his whole you know hate against the Rock and spinoff. We we almost saw this in basketball where Andre Iguodala almost ruined the money. And this is what Tyrese is attempting to do. He's attempting to ruin the money. The problem is, his deal is he doesn't have any money. And 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 I guess that's why he's attempting yeah, to ruin the money. That's that's what we're getting at. That's what I was getting at with my theory, or that what that's what's going along in the alleged circles of what people are, are going on is he was you know he was counting on that production starting so he can get them he can get that money rolling in. Because, like, like you said, thirteen thousand dollars a month. What more do you want from me? Yes, that's that tax. The subtractions will uh, you know, add up. Yeah, so it might be a situation where you know he. he it, it might be a situation where hammer time, real, real talk, real hammer time. Thirty cars, thirty clothes. You know, broke. Unbelievable. Like, it might be that situation. All right, um, man. It's- yeah, yeah, I guess uh, you know transition. There ain't no real smooth transition from Tyrese oh, no talking about. Look, here's look. I just I hope Tyrese gets some help. Um, all, all jokes aside, I got I really hope Tyrese does get some help because it seems like he's really stressing out. Yeah, he, he's like he's in a bad spot. Yeah, if he going on on the internet crying like that, you know, after the memes is done, that man still hurt. So hopefully he solves whatever. Uh, you know, what's going on with everything with that. But um, something else that needs to get solved is the WWE Championship. Uh, this has obviously been, you know, the bane of my existence on this podcast all summer for the last six months, ever since uh, WWE decided they wanted some rupees. But um, Jinder Mahal will be putting the WWE Championship on the line in, Man- in the Manchester Arena for next week's episode of SmackDown. And he'll be taking on AJ Styles. Apparently, um, there you know WWE came out on Twitter or Shane McMahon today, and he was like, you know, due to the uh, Jinder Mahal's vicious attack on AJ Styles, he will defend the WWE Championship against AJ this Tuesday in Manchester, you know, United Kingdom on SmackDown Live. Now it's important to note that whenever they are over in England, these are going to be tape shows. Um, AJ's, you know, last two weeks whooped on both of the Singh brothers, and you know, they they've been putting this match out there, you know, to give SmackDown some type of title program because obviously, you know, Brock Lesnar ain't showing up to <laughs> to, to to make things hot in these streets. But um, yeah, man, what do you guys think of uh, WWE announcing this match for next week? Well. You know, there's got to be, you know, there's a couple different reasons why they could have, you know, decided to, you know, announce this match kind of last minute and change their plans of having uh, AJ face Rusa for the last SmackDown spot. You know, there's a possibility, uh, and we don't, we all listen to Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer Radio and read the newsletter, and he's been talking, you know, last month, the possibility that gender is hurt and he has a shoulder injury because he's, uh, you know, reduced in size and probably hasn't been lifting more. That could be a reason that in last month he really hasn't wrestled on TV or done anything physical except for this past Tuesday when he attacked AJ. Um, there's also the possibility maybe he failed a wellness test and they need to get the belt off of him real quick and do AJ versus Brock at Survivor Series. Or they just want to continue to 
you know, give us a big middle finger and have Gender beat another one of the best wrestlers on the roster that he has no business stepping in the ring with and beating. James, you look shocked. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think about. Uh, it could be a bonus violation until he just brought that. I was like, wait, hold on, wait, what? And I was like, holy shit! Well, if there's anybody that will look like a wellness violation, it'd be him. So if he had one, like, make, that makes all the sense in the world. But I figured, like, if he was gonna get popped for that, that would have happened by now. Uh, <laughs> huh? Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe something finally got you know something he was taking. Maybe it ended up on the wellness policy or something changed or whatever he was taking got busted or somehow and maybe maybe he failed a test and they're like, Oh, we gotta get the title off of him real quick and get him suspended. Now, my question wow. is this. Uh if he's suspended, how if he's suspended, does he get the belt back the second he comes back? I don't think so. I mean, if they didn't give it right I mean, back to Roman Reigns, you know, uh, well, I take that back because with General Mahal, you're we, right. We they they throw... didn't give the belt back to Roman Reigns. You're right. They didn't give the belt back to Roman Reigns immediately. They haven't yet, but they but they did damn sure have that man still main event WrestleMania. Correct. Right. Correct. Uh, and with yeah, gender, we've, might... had, we've had to throw out all historical precedent anyway. So I don't even know what's the, what's the use of even speculating. Yeah. Well, sure. Right. Sure. Maybe, why not? He could get the belt something... back. Or maybe they drop him down into the United States Championship uh, picture or give him some other kind of program to work that's still big but not uh, the WWE Championship picture. Yeah, and, and I and I thought there could be a situation where uh, also, you know, WWE lost their minds over to Halloween and World Series uh, SmackDown rating, and they're putting this match on TV, and if they know that these results are going to get out, uh, if they do a title change, they know people will tune in to see it. I will, for sure. But I think this could work the other way, too, because who wants to tune in and watch AJ Styles lose to Jinder Mahal? Anyone? Anyone on this show? Nope. Nah. Nope. So, like, you <laughs> not know, me. We're, we're not who they're trying to please. You know? I, will find, I will find anything else to watch that night. <laughs> Jinder Mahal pinning AJ Styles down to the mat. Yeah, they've already done it once this year. So doing it again, that was just messing my pressure. And I don't have pressure. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, there, as Jeremy mentioned, there was a uh, AJ Styles versus Rusev match plan. No no word on if that still may, may happen. Um, it was rumored to, you know, it had been, has been announced as a street fight. But um, I guess we just have to see how it plays out. Uh, I'm definitely rooting for AJ Styles, who is finally getting his one-on-one rematch for the WWE Championship um, that has been long overdue <laughs> since January. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, also another possibility I think what could also happen is just they do end up doing like a DQ finish oh, with the Singh brothers coming in and all three of them just jump AJ again and then... Shane just gives AJ the SmackDown spot and then promises the title of match after Survivor Series. So, so, so Shane McMahon doing more uh, making up to AJ Styles, huh? Why? Look, right. why is it when a Big Four show comes up, AJ Styles has to get stuck with Shane McMahon in some capacity? <laughs> S- somehow, Shane McMahon has a... 
he's he's a new tax now. Yes. Oh, you, know, you want oh you want to enjoy AJ Styles? Then you're gonna you're gonna install a Shane McMahon tax. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Uh. So speaking of, of McMahon's, uh, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Um. Stephanie McMahon made her long. I don't know if awaited return is the uh, correct word, but. She is back, and she is uh, beating fools down on the mic as normal, and chopping Kurt Angle down, and just killing him. What did you guys make of, make of the return of Stephanie McMahon? Well, for I me, thought... I'll go, go ahead, yeah, Dan. No, 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 you go ahead. You're the guest. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, for me, I was just a big groan as soon as you know her music hit, and she came out, and you know. Part of the Raw roster, like the Red Sea, and you know, made her grand, you know, return to Raw. And I was immediately, all right, she's about to slap Kurt Angle, and who else can get slapped tonight? <laughs> so, you know, don't get me wrong, Stephanie's a great heel, and she does do a great job of, you know, being the antagonist, but they go a little over the top of pushing her, making her the, the top heel of the brand, and it's just, it kind of just undercuts everybody else on the show. She doesn't sell. Right. Rarely and we sells. have to wait one time a year for her to get her come up at WrestleMania. Yeah, where, where she, she gets some big hit bomb. accidentally. <sighs> yeah, it's absolutely right. Like, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for like Sasha to get her banks her uh, her heat back after she cut her down and said, uh, "I'm the real boss here." Um, I'm still waiting for like uh, Bailey to, to you know get anything back after she basically like. Ruined her career. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole. You know, you're a good girl, Bailey, and and, and the whole thing with Charlotte. Just give the belt whatever. back and all that. Shit. And then the whole belt thing. We were like, look, you're the good, you're the good person. You're the you, you know, you're this and the third. You're supposed, you're the you're uh, the, sh- the bright shining example of what it is to be good. And you and you won this title under ill gotten means. Uh, don't you want to like you know really earn it? And then Bailey goes. You know what? I should give this title back, but hell no. <laughs> so, yeah, like that's that was the beginning of the end for her. Yeah. Uh, now she's, you know, now she's, you know, winning title shots, getting injured, coming back, and then getting taken to pin in a, in a five woman uh, five way. So what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I thought it was weird that she just came out and they didn't announce it. Nothing like they could have. They could have announced it a week ahead of time. They could have said, you know, Stephanie's coming in um, for for you know talk about SmackDown or sorry to talk about. Survivor Series, they could have did earlier uh, a week ago, and then done the same um, Shane invasion angle under. I'm sorry, hashtag under siege, and then Stephanie shows up and do the same exact thing, and then you could have got a rating out of it. She just shows up randomly, and if honestly, like if I'm a person that's not watching Raw at the time, if I find out Stephanie should coming up, opener up the show, like I'm like, oh okay, she's gonna do some shit where she cuts somebody down, and then she's gonna leave, and then it's gonna say the tone for the rest of the show. I'm not watching. That's me personally. Um, I don't see how somebody can see her trending on Twitter and then to say I'm going to tune in like after she's already cut the first the opening segment as opposed to like coming in at, like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me. I don't know. Uh, but you know, she did. Stephanie came out and did her thing, and so she's so the thing is she's like the best and the worst at the same time. Like she comes out, she gets the crowd red or excited that she's that she you know the crowd grows originally. And then when she comes out, she gets the crowd fired up to be there for opening of Monday Night Raw. And then it's back to business, back to bearing, back to cutting down, 
back to, you know, back to, to keeping people down, back to cooling jets. <laughs> I, I just, just, you know, like, whatever. Gotta and make like, sure man's not hot. Yes, yeah. make then, sure man's not hot, yes. The thing for me is, like, okay, let's say, you know, Angle, you know, succeeds and wins and has a good showing at, uh, at Survivor Series. She said they have to, like, was this, they have to annihilate or something like that. The word was right. something synonymous. Right, since you want like, complete like, annihilation. Yeah. So What is this, Mortal Kombat? Like, so, <laughs> I'm assuming what's going to happen is, uh, this was going to start their angle. They win, a Raw wins, is not good enough. Triple H comes in, angle, Triple H, WrestleMania, 34, good cool. God. Great. Awesome. Be there. Look, yeah. com- uh, combined 96 years old uh, in the ring <laughs> with those guys. Um, let's see. What else did they have? Um, she started making matches. Or, excuse me, no. she didn't. They started announcing matches. They announced Seth Rollins and Kane, Finn Balor, Cesaro, Bailey, Alicia Fox. But uh, as we saw, Captain Alicia was not about to compete. She came out there with the hat on. Was hilarious. Was hilarious. I love Alicia Fox. Uh, she's she's so entertaining. Um, the captain thing is is good for her because you know we ultimately know it doesn't like mean anything. <laughs> so it's like give her something to do do with it. Like if you if Sasha Banks was the captain, that's a little too like goofy for her. So uh, Alicia Fox will immerse herself in the goofiness. So I can deal with that. Uh, she re- she announced the returning Nia Jax um, as her replacement, and Nia came out there and. Gave Bailey the business and busted out this cannonball move like in the middle of the ring. Uh, also, you know, proving like Nia Jax, force to be reckoned with. Uh, what do you guys think about this match? No, uh, you know, match it was it was okay. Um, it just kind of sucks to see Bailey just keep getting you know just wrecked every week like. When you think there's a chance that they might do something right to resurrect her, just they just you know just knock her right back down. I mean, I'm happy that Nia Jax is you know back and getting the rub, but at the same time, it's like man, they had a superstar in Bailey handed on the silver platter, and they just keep slapping the platter out of, out of our hands over no. and over and over again. James, yeah, okay, so. Here, I remember the first season of Masters, Master of None, where uh, it's actually the episode that, that I like, uh, like the episode me you talk about a lot about uh, about um, second generation, uh, second generation Americans. Yeah. Um, and and how they interact with their parents and like the sacrifices their parents made and like just to get put off with like oh I'll do it later and then you get the okay it's like like I had to kill my like in the story like I had to kill my pet chicken for you. Like, like that's how I survive. Like, you know, you don't like you don't know like all the sorrow I've dealt with to get here. Anyway, um, but anyway, the beginning of that episode, they're lead, uh, Aziz and his friend are walking out of uh, are walking out of from seeing like I guess um, a Marvel MCU movie, which is funny because I think uh, me and Jeremy are going to go to see uh, one of them um, on Saturday. But yeah, he uh, as he walking out, he's talking about how much he enjoyed the movie. He's like, yeah, I liked it. it was great. It was great, you know, da 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 da. He's like, I think I think that was, you know, it was a really great movie. I think that was like the ninth best uh, Marvel Marvel movie. 
So, like, with me, with the whole Bailey and, um, and Nia thing, like, yeah, I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a good match. Like, I think that was, like, the ninth best match they've had. They've had a bunch of matches. <laughs> um, yeah, like, they, you know, I, I think I said something online. I was obviously joking. Like, they've had more matches than Sting and, than Sting and Flair, both of them. Like, um, but, yeah, it was a good match. I, I, you know, the same thing Jeremy said. I think they uh, – it's a weird thing where they gotta, they keep beating on the same people or they always wrestle each other. And then, like, you get messed, kind of mixed up on the power rings on what they're trying to do based on the given week. And then, you know, they've been doing this yo-yo thing with Naya for so long. And it's like, all right, like, it, maybe it's a situation where they're now about to, you know, allude, you know portray it as a race to the top or a race towards – who gets the next title shot between um, her and um, Asuka? That, uh-huh. I mean, that could be interesting. Um, I would, if I were them, I would, you know, I would build a few. I would, I would build, uh, you know, Asuka to her second feud or whatever. Not her first feud to be uh, Nia, her second one, and then you do Asuka versus the, whoever the champion is at the time, probably Alexa. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what goes on with this. Like, I think. I think Bailey's dead now. Like, I don't think, I don't even, like, if they try again, I'm probably going to be like, why? Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, especially coming from and, James, uh, who was a grown-ass man that owned a Bailey shirt. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, something else real quick, too, about this, the whole, like, Raw, uh, the whole Survivor Series women's team. You know, Alicia's out here, you know, one by one trying to pick her team. I'm like, there's not that many women on the Raw roster. <laughs> no, nope. she literally has to pick everybody, especially like, with them firing people. Right, Emma's gone. Summer Rae is gone. Paige has not been brought back on TV yet. Like, and and they say if she comes back, she'll be on SmackDown. Right. So it's like she doesn't have much. Like she has to pretty much pick everybody that's there. And then, like, it's pretty sure. much true. Like, yeah, right. like it's gonna be funny watching them like dig up Dana Brooke out oh of the put into. Um, yeah, uh, and, and shortly after Nia Jax, you know, walked back to the locker room, we had the return of Samoa Joe, who was promptly promptly given a hero's welcome, and you know, maybe maybe they make him a badass babyface or something. Nope, they make him turn heel on the crowd immediately, but he did it so well. He's like, you know, got. It reminded it reminded me of Seth Rollins last year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's I, I think it's one of these situations. You know, um, Pritchard talks about this all the time. Like when people come back, sometimes or Vince just has like a certain image of somebody, and he doesn't think that certain people will get the crowd reaction that they get. And I think going into this return, that. They're like, ah, we've been pushing Joe as a heel. These people are not going to, you know, they're not going to pop for him. He's going to get booed. He's going to get heel reaction. And then next thing you know, that music hits, and, you know, we're all losing our minds. And Vince is probably back there like, damn it, pal. (laughs) But the thing that always kills me is like, you know, He'll expect people to cheer Roman, though. Yeah, right. Like, the thing with me that... wrong Samoan Joe. Yes. (laughs) The thing that always kills me is like, that was just like literally just... I don't understand is they don't ever learn le- or they rarely are or they're very slow to learn lessons very very slow and it's like you know given that all the all the times you've been 
with this company, Vince, that once a guy that is once a guy that was in a prominent role gets hurt and comes back, unless they were the drizzling shits that that were that was overpushed, they're going to come back and they're going to get a hero's welcome more or less. And granted, he wasn't gone as long as Seth. Um, he was gone for what two months? Yeah, we haven't seen him since uh, yeah, SummerSlam, yeah. essentially. Yeah, like you would, like you, you maybe, maybe that was the thing they assumed, you know. Maybe they assume like they wouldn't get that big of a of a of a you know welcome back type of thing, but you know given that Raw is three hours long, like any any new any new person that comes out and can like mix it up, mix up the monotony of having to see, jeez, uh, fuse over paint. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you you know you're going to get cheered. Like, oh my god! Like we can get this out of the way. Like we can get some more Joe versus Finn Balor. You know, thank God. Thank you, thank you for coming back. Thank you, thank you for coming back, Joe, so I can boo you again. Like maybe that's maybe that you know, but Vince doesn't see it as that. So he cuts the promo. And he's like, oh, okay, well, no, you know, he's back to where he was. No one missed me. No, no one yeah. checked in on me. I, I believe Rusev cut the same promo uh, when he came back as well. Yeah, he did. yeah, more or less. Except Joe did it did it better because Joe's a better promo. Yeah, yeah. Um. We had a really good Intercontinental Championship match with uh, The Miz and Matt Hardy. Wouldn't have expected that there, but these guys, I think they tore the house down personally. Like, and to me, it's, it furthers to miss my claim that I, I've been on the record. The Miz has been the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, and he will continue to, to, to do as such. The more he passes these guys on the days count, and he has the reigns, and he has the moments, and the promos, and the matches. And Matt Hardy's moonsaulting and shit? What's going on out here, man? Well, <clears throat> without Jeff, Matt has to find a way to, you know, make sure he stays over and gets, you know, pushed somewhat on the card. So he got to go out there and just do whatever. Be a spot monkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said he I, pretty much dropped all the broken stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I... He's still doing delete, though. He yeah. better always do delete. <laughs> it, it, it's weird to watch like the Hardys now because obviously like duh they're older but like how old is like the thing that's always shocking me and like it was it, okay so I remember like two or three years ago um like right before Brian Erlacher like, retired he had he had got a pick six intercepted the ball ran it back and it was like the slowest I've ever seen that man move it was like shocking to, to see like the witness that, that kind of freak athlete that dude was where like he was like two hundred and he was two hundred and fifty plus pounds and ran like a deer, and like to see him just like like his knees were needed like shots of WD forty on creaky knees. Damn! Like watching the Hardys wrestle, it looks like there is so much pain when they wrestle. <laughs> 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 it, it looks like, but they still doing all the all the you know all the high flying stuff, the swanton. Like I know, girl, granted, like Jeff, like he's like just killing people, just landing so flatly <laughs> on, on people. Uh, with the swanton, uh-huh. but like it looks like they are literally like they look like they have to th- they have to consider everything they do in the ring before they take a bump. Like it looks so bad, <laughs> but they keep going through. And I'm like, these dudes look like they look, they must be hurting, or either that or they're selling so much better because they look so grizzled, they look so pained. Uh, but they, they they've had a lot of good matches since they've been back, and you know that that one with Matt, I wasn't expecting that because I mean I, I don't know it was. Do you, how how do y'all how will y'all judge that to 
the matches that Miz was having with um, with Jeff because I thought that match was almost was about every bit as good as the ones they were having on Raw. Yeah, with Jeff and, and the Miz, which surprised me because Jeff's always been a better worker. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I mean that match was as solid as the Jeff matches. Yeah, I mean Matt Hardy, he's a great worker, and I think he's uh, he can be underrated at sometimes because you know Jeff usually does have the better matches. And Jeff has always been the one that gets uh, pushed more, regardless of which organization they're in. So you know, it could be. It was kind of surprising for some people, but you know, Matt's always been a great worker. And I think, given you know the time and the right opponent, and you know, the time is shine that he can you know come through in the clutch. Right, and we know that man's a ten out of ten promo waiting to happen. They just won't let it. So. Uh, good, good thing Matt got to kind of show uh, what he was still capable of. Uh, we had Oscar absolutely destroy somebody, and I loved every second of it. Spinning back fist, kick to the face, Oscar lock. How did you guys? Is this how it should have been from day one, or was it too much? No, that's how it should have been from day one. That should have been the pay per view match of Emma. Like, especially, well, they probably didn't know they were going to release Emma, but. Knowing we know now, that definitely should have been how it should have gone down at the pay-per-view. Asuka should have murdered Emma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, it's it's just like mind-boggling that we talk about this every so, every so often where somebody's at NXT, and on NXT, it's a smaller audience. It's supposed to be the test place to where, like, the, almost like the territories where you're in front of 500 to 1,500 people or whatever, like like in the old territory days, and you do, you know, and you do you figure out how to get over, and then you get over, and then when it's time for, you know, NWA or whatever, like whoever has a national TV comes, you already know how to get over because you got over in front of your, 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 your test uh, audience. So for me, like when you see all these people, whether it's, Bailey or Sami Zayn or Finn Balor uh, after the or when he sister came back or whoever else where or not even Nakamura where they get they get over to a to a ridiculous uh, ridiculously high level on at you know WWE's minor league system and then they come to the main roster and they always want to do it better and fuck it up like it's it's just it's just really frustrating and like they want to show them the how Emma to get thing, over yeah and then the Emma thing. Where it's like, okay, so you mean to tell me that you gave this girl, or you gave this woman, um, two matches where she took most of the match from from Oscar, need to fire her? Like, here's an idea: either don't fire her, or kick her ass and then fire her. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Was, was that supposed to be like a parting gift, or, or I don't, I don't understand the mindset. Like, like, yeah, we're, we're planning on releasing her, so just make her look good in the match. May I? I don't know. I don't see how that's advantageous to WWE. But you know, hey, maybe... I got, hey, I got a question. Yeah, I have a question. So, um, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of the Montreal Screw Job. I have a question. Yes, which we will be covering in full. With, with this, huh? Which we will be covering in full. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my question is this. When Vince told Brett to go negotiate for WCW, and and then said he was going to be uh, he was going to call Bischoff to get him on the line to uh, to facilitate that, like did did Vince like go out of his way to make uh, Brett look good when he screwed him out of his fucking title with the screw job, <laughs> or did he just say fuck you? I'm taking my title back. You're not going to take it to W. You're not going to take it to Nitro and then throw it in the trash like like Medusa. 
Yes. Which one? I'm confused. Yeah. Is a black girl lost? Show the you for eyes. Which one? I mean, like he screwed. His, he screwed his, his like one of his most you know one of his one of his one of the most loyal people he ever had in his company, and then like you know Emma, who they said has been like you know got the diva label thrown at her backstage for what you know because you know. how dare she you know give a fuck about her character right? Uh, like. They let her beat the new, the brand new star coming into the territory. It's like I don't understand. Just beat the hell out of her and then, and then fire her, or don't fire her. Right. You know. Like, I don't. Yeah, do I don't see much, much wiggle yeah. room for. Um, yeah, but moving on um, from that, um, Paul, or excuse me, not Paul Heyman. Um, Daniel Bryan showed up uh, backstage with uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle probably begins losing his mind, like, they're here, uh, everybody get on alert, he had the walkie-talkie, um, personally, I'm wondering why Angle was that afraid, Angle is a shooter, for one, and then he realized Daniel Bryan was by himself, so, uh, Bryan goes there to basically, uh, try to make amends for last week, when he clearly, you know, he said he didn't know what was going on, and, you know, all that, you know, blah, 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 and Angle walks off, and all of a sudden, you know, Bryan's in there just by himself on the phone, and all of a damn sudden, Kane is out here, like, yeah, showing up in the dark. Daniel Bryan's having having difficulty. Calm as hell on the phone, mind you. And all of a sudden, Kane chokeslams Daniel Bryan in the dark, and he takes that quote-unquote, and y'all can't see this, but bump. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why are they playing with my emotions? Why are they acting like, why are they beating on Daniel Bryan? Why are they doing this? Well, I guess, you know, right now their mission is get Kane over. So oh, my God. They're going to do whatever it takes to get Kane over. Kill hot babyface Finn Balor. Pin hot babyface Seth Rollins. You know, kill, you know, hot babyface general manager Daniel Bryan that we all want to see wrestle again. And we know that he can't take a bump, but we're going to have him do this fake bump to make you think that we hurt him so we can get Kane over. <laughs> For a match with Braun Strowman, where Braun Strowman's just going to beat Kane, and then Kane's going to go back and continue his campaign for, you know, mayor of Tennessee. Yeah. Like, I heard some. Yeah, I think I heard somebody say something along the lines of uh, Kane is going to come in and he is going to uh, do this, you know, one shot type of deal with Strowman. And then lose, and then on his way out, basically he's going to give he's going to give all his all those wins back. And I thought to myself, okay, so you're going to beat Finn, you're going to beat probably Ambrose eventually, and you already beat uh, Seth, and then you're going to give those all those wins all back. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but when that happens, if if and when that does happen on the back end, nobody's going to give a fuck because it's Kane. Yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't, you know, like I get it. Like you're trying to build them up for, to have a big monster master Strowman. And, you know, somebody, a lot of the appeal with Strowman is to have this, you know, have Godzilla versus Mothra. That's true. Uh, but at the expense of the other guys, like just have them kill geeks. Have them like Matt Hardy and Goldust could have, could have surely stepped in and took those ass women's the last two weeks. Yeah. Hell, here's one. I mean, to an extent, I can kind of see why they're doing it because the thought is like, if you're already a star, it doesn't really hurt you that bad. If uh, if you're already made, it doesn't hurt you that bad if you lose. But like, 
I would have had that man. I would have had that man beat Jason Jordan's ass before I would have had him do all that to defend in the, the Shield guys. Yeah, totally right. agree. I mean, there's so so many guys on the roster that he could, he could beat Apollo Cruz and Titus. Yeah. Um, like who did who did uh who got yeah Joe? You I mean look what they did with Joe? Joe came back. He whooped Apollo Cruz's ass. He whooped Titus O'Neil's ass. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, they could have Kane go against Matt Hardy. Yep. Rekindle it all, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, they, they're they're playing on my emotions with Dan Bryan, having to take fake bumps. Um, it's gonna be real great and real glorious when Dan Bryan is headlining, uh, is challenging Okada for the IWGP title at um, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom thirteen, <laughs> or he's wrestling Kenny Omega, one of the two. It's gonna be real great when WWE realizes they wasted this man the last like three years. Um, Finn Balor defeated Cesaro. Uh, I I missed this match. So and also uh, the Kane and Seth Rollins match. Can you guys tell me how this went? Uh, go ahead, James. It, it, it's a it was a, whoa. Oh, I hear a dog in my ear over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, over the, yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like I, th- I thought it was a pretty, it was an okay match. It wasn't great. Um, like when Dean came out, I thought it was, I thought that was, you know, I thought it was unnecessary. But you know, whatever. I guess that is a setup next week with, you know, to continue it on. Like they, you know, they, I, you know, I think about why, why they did some certain things, but then I think like, well, you know, Braun was off TV, you didn't know he was gonna come back. Joe was off TV, you didn't know he was gonna come back. Uh, there's no Roman. They gotta keep. They gotta put the Shield on TV. I would have preferred them like you know do a promo to set up their match with the Usos, but whatever. I mean, they're a tag team, so you can beat either one of those guys uh, more easily. I mean, I don't know. It was okay. I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, it was fine. I mean the. Uh... The Finn Balor Cesaro match was really good. Uh, yes, it was. You know, and you know, watching that match and seeing Finn win, I'm like, all right, they're making up for last week. They're going to get Finn, you know, back on track, get him, get him hot, you know, after that win from AJ at the pay per view. Nope, <laughs> Kane comes out, tombstone that man on the stage. Unbelievable! <laughs> Take that man to hell. Like, Right, it's like, damn, like, just when you thought that WWE, you know, they're trying to right the wrong, no, they just made it more wrong. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, also. Guys, okay, so I just thought about this, and it, it slipped my mind until just now, until you just brought it up. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pull out something out of this bag. I want you to tell the crowd what it is. Uh, can y'all see what this is? That is a yo-yo. Yeah, that's what they've been doing with Finn Balor and Nia Jax. They've been yo-yoing these boys, uh, being yo-yoing their pushes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're doing the Eiffel Tower and all. Um. Yeah, walking the dog with him. <laughs> literally walking the dog with Finn. Yes. Getting his ass whooped out there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> speaking of getting ass whooped, Anderson and Gallows got their ass whooped in a trigger street fight. Um, they put the, they did the pumpkin on the head spot. They did all the comedy. Um these guys are so far removed from like being one of the baddest tag teams on earth. Um, yeah, trick or street fight every year. How y'all brothers feel about this, dude? When that came on, 
Like I had went outside to take my dog out. When I came back, good choice. And I saw <laughs> saw that shit on the TV. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I was like, "Dude, this is just, it was just horrible." So like, I hope nobody like, catches me watching funny. this. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even funny. Bad. Like it's just like just bad. Like what are they doing? Like you telling me they couldn't have put on like a competitive cruiserweight match in that slot? Guess not, oh, man. No. I guess not. I, I I thought to myself, um, self, I can't believe that I'm watching, you know, the South Paul Regional, uh, you know, yes. and first off, they were South Paul Regional Wrestling, yes. And South Paul Regional Wrestling, aren't Chad too bad and, uh, and the other dude, aren't they beefing, weren't they in a feud in the season yeah. one? Yeah, they were a feud, yeah. <laughs> they break, they breaking all sorts of kayfabes, right? Um, yeah, so you got that. Then for me, it's like, all right, so they're they're in South Park Regional Wrestling, and then you bring out Mister and Mrs. Claus that wrestled. I'm like, holy shit! Like, you we know we always talk about like stuff being bad, but like there's there's another level of bad where just like, dude, if I pl- if I'm like playing this in front of my friends or or whoever else. <laughs> Like they're gonna be like, dude, why do you watch this shit? This is really and hard like, to explain. There, and there are a lot of things that and there are a lot of things that I can defend. I can be like, yeah, you know, like performance art, I'm here to watch the, the you know, I'm here to watch uh these people because they're very talented and like if you just drop your disbelief if it's almost like watching, you know, like a like a fifteen, twenty minute um story that they're telling with fists and, and, and feet, right? They're fist and boots. I don't, I don't say feet, Steph Curry. Um but <laughs> once, but and then, you, and then you get into the storyline part of it, and you, you know when you have like common sense, simple stuff, you know, and then these people are actually human beings. Like it makes all the sense in the world. You, you understand that, but when you throw that out there, you're just like, like in the words of Kevin Nash, this is so Memphis. This is awful. Terrible. And another thing, why, why was why was Rhino Mrs. Claus? Was he dirty Santa on talking tonight? So you know what? That's Mr. right. Claus, and yes. He should have been Mr. Claus. Drunk Santa. Remember, that man, remember how that man was hitting on uh, Renee? Yes. Yeah. I'm shocked Dean Ambrose ain't sparked that man for that shit. <laughs> that. Think, of the, think of the climate we're in now in 2017 as opposed to 2016 yes. around uh, sexual harassment right now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was bad. It was bad. It would have happened then, but now it's like, whoa. <laughs> he was, I remember he said something along the lines of like alluding to like something like close to you want to check Santa, you want to look at Santa's sack. Like, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Was extra, but at least, but at least the whole thing was like, all right, it's inappropriate. Renee stood up for herself, and he's playing drunk Santa. Yeah. Now, don't do you it. Know, if they did that now. Uh, that would have been that would have been just like on. They would have put that. Uh, like how they put the clips up of everything they ever recorded, put it up, and then like people don't watch Raw live or SmackDown live because they, everything's up on the internet anyway. Like. If they did that now, like that would make the cut. That would have been put in that same file with like uh, the gender race promos against Nakamura. Be like, oh nope, we will never see the light of day. Never happen. Open the Johnson. This will not be. This will not be reseen. Um, yeah. So uh, all throughout the the night, they were building up Strowman kind of returning. Miz freaking out backstage, and everyone telling Miz he's on his own. And um, they, you know, all that shit happened, and then. There was a Kalisto Drew Gulak Nash 
Kalisto won in a minute. Um, then we had our main event of the evening. Uh, Alexa Bliss defending the Raw Women's Championship against Mickie James. Further signaling that WWE is mailing in third hours uh, for the last five weeks uh, by putting, you know, this match on. Um, I didn't see it, so I'm going to hand it over to you guys, but I hear it ended with pure, unadulterated ridiculousness. Um, so we ended matches uh, with punches to the face, and it's not the big show now? Apparently so. Like, apparently not, you know, seeing that Alexa, literally every match she's in, she is, like, punching above her weight class for her to have that kind of knockout strength. Like, it's a real Manny Pacquiao type shit. Um, it's amazing. Uh, but, you know, you, you alluded to this with the uh, with the uh, five weeks in a row. Like, not they've done this not one, not two, three enough, three ain't even enough, bro. I need five. And this has just been... <laughs> This has been really bad. Uh, but, I mean, it was, you know, it was relatively over until the until the match went further along. And then, like, Alexa slapped on a headlock, put on, slapped on a rest hold that went for two minutes, literally two minutes. And, like, the crowd started chanting CM Punk. Um, you can tell Mickey was upset, wasn't, wasn't happy about that. Uh, but they got to a point where the match started to pick up and... Then boom, uh, the W the WMD. Jeremy, uh, what, so these Alexa Bliss matches, like what, you know, how are you enjoying all these? I'm uh, not really enjoying them that much at all. Um, you, there are so many talented women on the main roster and at NXT and the women we've seen in the Mae Young Classic, and then. You see Alexa Bliss and the push she's getting is like, <laughs> why, why? Like I get it, she's she does she is good on the promo. She's a good promo, but that's about it. And the bell rings, and you know she has to go out there and try to put on a match. And luckily she gets put in there with people like Mickey and Sasha and Bailey who are great workers and can and are, you know try their best to you know salvage some kind of you know match. But there's only so much they can do. And Alexa has gotten better in the ring after working with these ladies, but she's still not to the level that we want after all the great stuff we have saw in NXT and, you know, stuff we've seen in the Mae Young Classic and, you know, stuff we see at, you know, Shine and Shimmer. Like, there's so many great women's wrestlers out there that are putting in these great matches, and they're just, you know, putting all their eggs in one basket with Alexa Bliss, who is not that great in the ring. And honestly, I don't understand why, like, what's their whole game plan with her and how long they plan on keeping her champion when you have women on the roster that are great at promos and great workers. Mickey James can cut a great promo, and she's a great worker. Sasha can cut a great promo, could be a great worker. Like, why are we not having Sasha versus Mickey <clears throat> In, in our women's championship feud. Yeah. Um, I, I think I mentioned this, like, on a past show, but it was, like, I was hoping Mickey James would, like, win the championship because Mickey versus almost anybody else in the division would be a better match. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, I've been, you know, tough on Alexa Bliss pretty much a whole year. And I've really felt justified over, you know, the the time because it hasn't been, like, 
it hasn't been to the level like that Charlotte and and Sasha had it last year. And I don't know if this is fair necessarily uh, to to hold Alexa Bliss to that standard, but it is what it is. Like we saw it, it exists. Um, they were main event uh, right. at pay per views. They weren't just thrown on as a sacrifice at the end of Raw because you know they don't care. These are not the same things. Do you remember the matches that were closing Raw last year with, with Charlotte and Sasha? Like, match of the year matches? Didn't one of those TV matches win our match of the year on on our TV match of the the year? Uh, The one at Charlotte, the the no DQ match or or Street Fighter, whatever it was, that was at Charlotte. Yeah, I think that one did, yeah. Right. Like, I I feel very comfortable in saying Les Bliss ain't sniffing a match in a year. Um, No. Another thing that annoys me is, like, the whole NXT system is supposed to be, you know, part of it is not. Getting these, you know, guys and ladies ready for the main roster, and you know, teaching them how to work and how to have good matches. If you look at the NXT women's roster, you have, you know, girls like Ember Moon and you know Peyton Royce and Nikki Cross that are, you know, that are at a way higher level skill level than Alexa Bliss. Like, why is Bliss on the main roster when you have, you know, great workers down in NXT? Like. I feel like it should be the other way what, around. What were those names again that you just mentioned? You said Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, uh, and who else? Uh, Amber Moon and uh, Peyton Royce. Well, aside from Peyton Royce, I think you have an answer. Like Vince, Vince, or whoever else believes that uh, you know it's a it's a it's a uh, aesthetic thing. Yeah, and that's unfortunate Cosmetic because business. like. Because you know it's supposed to be, uh, it's supposed to it's a it's a it's a it's a work shoot. So you would you know you're supposed to portray it like anybody can be you know like looks at the matters of competition amongst, um, you know the best in the world in, in competition. Like it doesn't really matter about aesthetics, but you know that's that's when you heard all the all the the rumors and and talk about how management thought about uh, what the women looked like in the um, Mayon Classic, and it's just like it. Like they claim that you know they're they're taking steps forward and they have done stuff like they did put on that tournament, but at the same time like they're still they they're still behind in certain instances and um, that's one of them. Um, and I think Melsa wrote I mean, something interesting in the Observer that um, I need to find and share with you guys. It was about Summer Rae and and her release and you know the things that no one will ever say, uh, but this is like the mindset that he was revealing in it. Um, with, uh, you know, Summer Rae, she was 30, I believe she's 33 right now, right? And when Uh she was signed, she was signed back in, like, she used to be in the lingerie football league, and she was like the face of the league and all that, right? Mm. And WWE, um, supposedly, you know, was going to make her like a big superstar, like she was supposed to be like one of the ones, right? And if you guys remember, she was the, she, her, Sasha, and Charlotte, they were in a group in NXT called the BFFs. Well, Bad Girls Club? No, they or were BFF, called, the right. Beautiful, yeah, BFFs, Fierce yeah. uh, Females. And she was supposed to be the star. Not Sasha, not Charlotte, but Summer Rae. <laughs> you know what they end up looking like? What? They, they, end, up like, they end up looking like... No, they end up looking like Miz and um, Miz and Daniel Bryan on NXT talking about that. You know, you're my rookie. Okay, right, right. Um, 
it, like I, I, I thought it would be more Gangrel and Edge and Christian, but that too. Well, <laughs> well yeah, that too. Well, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, there's like uh. There's the part I'm looking for right here. I'm stalling right now, but um, they um, uh, the the weird thing with it was you you out here trying to fill the uh, fill time to find that thing. Like, dude, those those Meltzer newsletters are all like thirty five thousand, like thirty five thousand words. You gonna find it? You better put in Control F and find it yeah. and try to find her name. Uh, all right, right, yeah. He was saying for a while. The truth, like, summer race thirty three now, right? And it was yeah. uh. In April 2013, like, she basically, like, started coming out. So, he said, the truth when it came to her is something nobody will say and can say. But they thought she was thought, or she was thought to be a superstar because of her looks. And it was the hot, young, blonde girl look like Stacey Keebler, but she got older. And when you're super hot, and then they decide that you aren't, and every role is based on you being the next Stacey Keebler... And it didn't happen. This is the end result. Wow. I read that and I was like, "Ooh!" And then he was, uh, it was he was basically relating it to Emma, Darren Young, and uh, Summer Rae. He was like, in all three cases, it was injuries that derailed their careers, and with the women, a little bit of getting older in a young woman's game. But the thing is, like, I don't. Okay, so like. The part that I, I don't under—I mean, and granted, like it's not like Summer Rae was was exactly—it's uh, not like she was exactly Ember Moon in the ring, right? But or or Natalia, whoever you want to name. But the thing that I don't get is, all right, she she she's quote unquote old, even though you threw her in a WWE movie like two years ago. Okay, she's right. old now, right? Um, why in the world, like, if that's the case, then like, why did you bring back Mickey James? Yep. Um, and like one, why are you also like, why are you giving her a push at that? And then also like, why? And then why are you also uh, hiring Tamina, who's older than all of them? That's a good point. And they just you know signed Shayna Baszler, who's pretty you know quote unquote old. And uh, I think the yeah. deal is like the whole thing with with those um, the women you named and what Melzer was saying was. Summer Rae's whole thing was based on her look. Like, Shane right. Baszler has other stuff going for her. Tamina has, like, the family history kind of kind of deal. And, you know, to me, that's no, like... I, no, I do get that. My, I guess, you know, I do get that. But my, my point is, if your whole thing is... The only reason why I signed her is because she's, is, is because she's hot. And now she's, like, uh, like 2% less hot because she aged. How, which is, like, bullshit. Yeah. Right? Then like, why did you bring back Mickey James at all? Because like, one, I guess she's a legend. Mickey, Mickey James, Mickey James is you know has done a million things more than than Summer Rae has ever done in this business. But she's also damn near forty, right? And she's also like killing herself to stay in that shape right now. <laughs> and yeah. she had a kid. Yeah, yeah, about that real bounce back. Um. Yeah, so it, it's it's real interesting hold on, when you start. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say bounce back or snap back? I said that real bounce back. Okay, either way, <laughs> you're a fool. Yeah, um, I guess uh, we can talk about SmackDown a little bit. We had Nakamura uh, go over Kevin Owens, and we all had uh, that two out of three falls with Ziggler and Rude. Um, when is Dolph Ziggler just going to quit? 
What's the point? Checks. Correct, I guess. I feel like I say this yeah, every yeah. year. Zulu needs to just walk on them and be like, you know what, I'm done. I think the first time you said that was like the beginning of two thousand, the beginning of last year. I think you're like, yeah, he, yeah, man, he needs to just go. And then like he brought, you know, he's got himself over again, like right at the breast, but when he uh, became a more contender, and then like the whole Miz thing, was, and then you know they turn the hill, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And you know we've been at, you know, what the fuck is this for like six months now? And uh, I was listening to uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. I think. Uh, either this morning or yesterday, and they were talking about, you know, Meltzer says, you know, a lot of guys he talks to who leave WWE eventually talk about, you know, when they're there, they're brainwashed. And he, you know, feels <laughs> like Ziggler is one of these guys who are, you know, are brainwashed. Like, they're, you know, get, you know, this WWE, you know, speech about, you know, how we're number one, it's the only place you can work, it's the only place you can get over, and you know, you're not, you know, there's nowhere out there for you to make it. And they, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and keep on signing <laughs> the stay of the be forever. And, you know, forever. there's a lot of, yeah, forever. There's a lot of guys on the roster, you know, <laughs> who are afraid to leave. And then, But then you have the ones that do finally leave, like, you know, like Cody Rhodes, you know. They stop drinking the Kool-Aid and they go out there and start making money. Yeah. Like, maybe for Ziggler, like, I guess it's just all good for him. Like, he, you know, decides, like, you know, I'm good where I'm at. I don't, I don't need to, you know, I don't need that life, you know, sleeping in them hotels and, you know, the non-five-star hotels that I'll be in. Uh, <laughs> city to city, getting it how I live, essentially. Um, you know, I, you know, I just thought about now. What's up? Okay, the way he, the way, the way that, 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 that uh, Jeremy just described that in 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 like such unromantic terms. It made me think of like it made me think of Shawshank Redemption when the old man Brooks got out. God damn it! And then Brooks said, then Brooks Brooks, said, <laughs> Brooks, it's, Brooks like basically what Jeremy is saying is like once you've been in WWE for so long for you know the most of your like adult life like you have literally been institutionalized. You don't know you ain't got no skills. <laughs> You know how to survive out on, out on your own. So when you possibly, if you decide to finally leave, you might be scared, or you don't want to leave. So you, or you end up like like in Orange is New Black, where Tacey got out in the first season and ended right back in because yes. she had no she had no uh, soft skills. So you end up like 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 Brooks, where Brooks, you know, he's working at the, you know, he's man, a, you know. He's, he's, yeah, he basically like trying to work at. He basically just trying to work it. It ain't working out, and next thing you know, that man hanging from that man's hanging from. Uh, from a from a support column, man, and, and then scratching his name, Brooks was here. Like that's you, so like you end up at WWE too long. Like you don't want to wrestle there no more. You might as well throw yourself over the over the manager. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, what do we make of Shaman Man putting naming himself Team Captain for SmackDown? I think this is the last thing we really need to talk about on, on this show. I mean, for me, I was pretty much expecting it. You know, big four pay-per-views, they have to have Shane McMahon on. And with Kurt Angle being the Raw captain, you know, they were going to play up on that, I figured. And at this point, it's just like, whatever. They're going to do what they want to do with Shane. You know, Shane has to be featured in a big match in every big four pay-per-view. It's like, whatever. Like, have this man come out here throwing his weak punches and 
stiffing people and taking crazy bumps and getting concussed and it's like whatever. Oh man, James, are are you shocked by this? No, I'm not, and it's actually tying up in in line with what I'm expect, what I you know sort of uh, for a forecast for him, which is to like a slow burn uh, heel turn. And, you know, hopefully it does actually, in fact, lead to uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Shane at WrestleMania because, like, tell you this right now, the second that, uh, the second that Shane comes, or sorry, the second that Daniel Bryan comes back and is, is confirmed, I'm going to react like the GIF I just sent you, Antonio Banderas, when he heard that, saw that good news on the computer, on that laptop. And he just, he sees it, just, oh, boy. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I believe I said that that I would um, I would even take a uh, you know to get Daniel Bryan back. I'll even deal with him wrestling against Shane McMahon if that does happen. Um, I don't know why they feel the need to put him in the Survivor Series match. Like he's the general manager, so he has to fight uh, for his brand. I don't get I, it. I think I think they're just using it as an excuse because they're like, well, we, we, we got to sell in. a second match. Yeah, it was like like if Kurt never was in the Shield match, he would have been in this, and that's what have been their draw was Shane versus Kurt, and Kurt's backs against the wall. I think that's how it originally the plan was. It but like you know, uh, the top guy, you know, the face that runs the place uh, now nowadays, he's uh, you know, if you will, always missing uh, these these crucial moments. So like they had to have him come in and feel. So yeah. like, how many more weeks is is uh, Roman going to miss? Supposedly he's supposed to be back not next week but the week after. That's not the go home show, is it? I believe that's the go home show. Yeah, I think he's scheduled to be back on the go home show. So let me get this right. This dude misses time as he becomes a singles wrestler, and they're trying to uh, fast track that dude to win the title. And uh, like three months after he becomes a single, or sorry, six months after he becomes a singles wrestler, right? Yeah, for the first time, right? All right. Okay, uh, then he's a champion, and they have to take the belt off him because he catches a PED charge, right? Right. And they were trying to get this dude something to do over the year, over the rest of the year, during the worst time of the year, so that he could be hot going into WrestleMania season, so that he eventually, you know, gets coordinated for the fourth time in WrestleMania, fourth straight time in WrestleMania, right? Right. Like, what? Like, does he have to murder somebody in broad daylight not to get pushed anymore? Or not to be pushed to this, this extent? <laughs> like, he botched the Shield reunion, and he also is, like, nowhere to be found for Survivor Series. Oh, man. Um, yeah, uh, like, I think... Can Roman we just Reigns... turn him hill, please? Please? <clears throat> please? There are no heels and faces, James. Shades of gray, pal. Shades of gray. And he's a heel to you. He he's a heel. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I I've been I've been ready for Roman Reigns to turn so we can just boo the shit out of him and, and get it over with, and then he can turn. It's like they have the answer and they refuse to use it. Like all he has to do. All he has to do is yeah. come back and say, "I'm not down with how y'all was replacing me on on you know you know uh, we were supposed to be brothers. I don't care if y'all had to fight two on five, but y'all ain't supposed to be replacing me with Kurt Angle. Y'all ain't supposed to be replacing me with Triple H. 
Triple H, he's the one that broke us up in the first place, and and he should pretty much turn. I think you'd be like, I don't care if I don't care if y'all got to wrestle uh, two on two five. On five. one versus all. Yes. <laughs> yes. I ought to fight on myself. Look, he should just turn on them and set it like that, and be like, "Wait!" And then you should have a face. You have like they cut back and they oh, show uh, Seth Rollins' face after he says, "He's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense." Yeah, man, but like, yeah, man, that, that's all Roman got to do is fuck up the Shield reunion, and he'll get booed. It, it's not a situation where oh, everyone's just waiting to cheer him if he turns. Nah, let him fuck the Shield reunion up. I, I've been saying this for a while. That's, I think that's that's the ticket for him to really get booed. If he really wants to get booed, all he has to do, and he didn't have to do the sh- mess up the shoe reunion. If he had just ever turned on Dean Ambrose, that would have been the biggest thing ever. Yeah. That would have been incredible for him. Yeah. Like, all, look, all the stuff Dean Ambrose undid for this man. Look, Dean Ambrose came to say, how many times Dean Ambrose has say this man? Plenty. Plenty times. Like, these guys, like, I don't know, man, but. Yeah, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. But yeah, man, uh, Jeremy, thanks for coming on the show with us. Uh, you want to no let, let folks know where uh, they can find you at? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy L Donovan. You know, always check out socialsuplex.com. Follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex. For sure, man. James, any, any last words? Done. Uh, just. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can uh, check me out at jamesboy 87 on, on Twitter. Uh, a lot of jokes, uh, a lot of funny stuff, good times. I ain't really here for, like, the, the, the serious. I'm more here for the funny, as you can tell. Uh, so uh, check me out. Yeah, and uh, make sure you guys uh, check out the SMC podcast, also on our feed. Uh, good guys over there, Caleb Rance and Carl. Um, make sure you guys uh, give their show a good listen. Uh, a little bit different from ours, but you'll enjoy it as well. Um, you a find... little bit, huh? Yeah, you know, you, you enjoy it, you know. Look, they on that other side of the spectrum, if you will. <laughs> it's a little bit different from ours, yeah. Um, but yeah, the good, good brother, the good brothers over there, uh, you know. And uh, you can find me at Rich Ladder Thirty Two, uh, Ladder's Lariat uh, Column Series just hit number thirty. Um, been writing, gonna keep writing till something happens. Um, yeah, but back, <laughs> but back to real quick. Uh, uh, back to just to give jabs to uh, the SEC podcast. Yeah, the SEC podcast is the other side of the coin. Literally the other side of the coin. Look, <laughs> one of these days, look, one of these days, I'm gonna buy. A t- I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a T-shirt and I'm and I'm gonna uh, post it on the front of our uh, uh, as like the logo for one of our outgoing podcasts. It's gonna say hashtag Free Caleb. Damn, <laughs> that boy's held hostage over there on the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the show, do ratings, uh, reviews, all that. We need that. Uh, we need to know, uh, you know, what you guys think. Uh, five star ratings. If you can find a way to go over five stars, please do because we are surely worth it. Um, yeah, but that's gonna wrap it up. Peace. Later. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.